Matthew chapter 4. When you find it, if you would, stand with me. This uh, passage ought to be familiar to you, or most of you. It's when the Lord was tempted in the wilderness. There's some things that we have to understand with the Lord's temptation. He, not that he could have ever fallen. He's God in the flesh, amen? Uh, it's impossible for God who is holy and without sin, it's impossible for him to sin. But he went through this temptation for us, not for himself, it was for us. Uh, the Bible says that he may better aid us in our infirmities. And there's no one uh, better able to understand you if they've gone through it like you have. I know there's people that can relate to you and you know, they know what you're going through. And therefore, you can talk to them easily. And that's why the Lord went through all that he did so that when you pray, or even if you don't pray, uh, sometimes we don't even pray. Sometimes our heads, we don't even have strength to pray. God understands. He understands you, and he will never leave you or forsake you. He knows who we are. Uh, the Bible says he was, uh, became in sinful flesh, who knew no sin. Amen. He was made in a sinful flesh, in the likeness of sinful flesh, uh, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Let's look in uh, Matthew 4, verse 1. The Bible says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And this was after uh, when he was baptized by John the Baptist. Immediately he went up into the wilderness to be tempted. And we often say that baptism, if you were saved and not baptized yet, that is your first step of obedience to the Lord. The Lord wants you to be uh, baptized. He wants you to identify yourself with him, with his death, burial, and resurrection. There are many baptisms in the Bible, and water baptism is a symbol of your salvation. It's a symbol also uh, of your walk with the Lord. It's a pledge to, between you and the Lord that you're going to walk with him. It's your first step of obedience, and after you do that, God will bless you. At the same time, John the Baptist was taken into prison, uh, and God never leaves uh, his voice unheard, amen? He sent John the Baptist. The moment John the Baptist went to prison is the moment Jesus picked up his ministry, amen? Uh, verse 1, then was Jesus led up of the spirit and wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward in hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Let's pray. Lord. Thank you, Father, for the power of your word. And Lord, that's just your word. Uh, we can't even fathom how powerful you are. Lord, it's your word that created everything that we see and know. And Lord, that's just uh, the word spoken from your mouth, the breath. Uh, Lord, the breath that made me a living soul. And Father, everything I see on, and know on this earth, Lord, it was created by you. And Lord, by your words, all things were created and all things consist. Father, and if that's just your word, how powerful you are. And with such a loving God we have, I pray, the Lord, that we would acknowledge you and your word and have a love for you and a willing heart to serve you and walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated.
The Bible says Jesus was led up of the Spirit in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. There was a time when, uh, right before the ministry of the Lord started, if you read after the Lord's temptation, immediately after, that's when he uh, gathered his 12 disciples. And he went about preaching and healing, and, and uh, he did that for three years until the day he went to the cross. Amen? And there came a time when the Lord's ministry picked up. It was the time when John the Baptist's ministry ended. He was the voice in the wilderness, the Bible says. And he was led into the wilderness, uh, the Lord was, to be tempted 40 days. This reminds me of when the children of Israel, uh, they didn't obey the Lord. And God sent the 12 spies into Canaan uh, to spy out the land for 40 days, and they did not acknowledge that God could deliver them and, and the armies and give them the land. Uh, two spies did, but the, the other ten didn't. And God punished them and had them walk through the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, every day that they were in the land, he gave them a year. So they were in the land spying it out for 40 days. So God uh, punished them for 40 years and had them walk around in the wilderness uh, for 40 years uh, until... All that didn't believe passed away, and then God raised up Joshua uh, to take them into the promised land, which is uh, the region of Israel as we know it today. Chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus led up this, uh, was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The devil is the tempter. He uh, certainly will tempt you, and that's what he does. Uh, temptations do wear you out. Whether you fall or, or don't fall, you still get worn out. And believe it or not, uh, there's only so much strength you have. And that's why the strongest Christians learn to get back up after they've fallen. Uh, strongest Christians learn to crawl into church. You say, uh, the church is full of hypocrites. Amen. Come on and sit down. Amen. Uh, we're here, yes. We need help. I don't want to be a hypocrite anymore. I need, I need help. I need salvation. I need, I need Christ. Lord, I need you. That's why I'm here. You know, if this was for the strong, uh, then God help us all because none of us are strong. Uh, but Christ gives us strength. And the devil is the tempter. He will beat you down. He will tempt you in ways uh, that you may not fall in, but it still eats away at you. And there comes the temptation that beats on your door uh, that always gets you. That always gets the best of you. And that's why Jesus said in, in the... Uh, sample prayer, Lord, uh, Father, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Uh, God, it, Jesus told us to pray, Father, please help us not even to be tempted today. Let me avoid it. We find out that when we go through temptation, we want to be tempted. We like dabbling in sin, uh, playing around with fire, and it uh, arouses our flesh up. Uh, we pray we don't fall but hope we do type of spirit. And that is the danger of a Christian ready to fall into sin headlong and get himself into a pit and then cry for God to get us out. Uh, but we need to have uh, a spirit of God, a spirit of Christ, and be led by the spirit of the Lord. And even if we are led by the spirit of the Lord, we will be tempted. But by his grace, there will be most of the times we won't fall. Amen? Amen. Uh, our flesh does get weak. But by His grace, we stand strong. By His grace, we keep going. 
The Lord understands who we are because he was tempted in all points, like as we are, the Bible says, yet without sin. There's no one that understands you more than the Lord Jesus Christ. The best thing I can do as a pastor is point you to the one who understands you. I may not understand you fully. I may not say the right words to you. I might not give you the, the best advice. I might lead you the wrong way, uh, and I will. But if I only point you to Jesus Christ, he will lead you in the right way. He will give you the, the right advice. He will say the right words, not in your ears, but in your heart, which gives you strength and endurance uh, for the, the whole life to come. Amen? God will be with you to the very end. The Bible says when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward in a hunger. That was not the temptation. The Lord was fasting. Uh, the Bible says in verse 3, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now, the Lord didn't have to prove that he was God in the flesh. He didn't have to prove to Satan. And Satan will try to chew you down and try to uh, doubt who you are. He will try to doubt, make you doubt your salvation. If thou be a child of God, why are you doing these things? If thou be a child of God, if, the, if you are saved, and you shouldn't be sinning like this, and you shouldn't uh, be thinking these things, you don't have to prove to the devil or to anyone anything. If you're saved, you're saved. Amen? And the Spirit of Christ lives inside of you. You don't have to prove to, this, to Satan. You don't have to prove to the world that you're a child of God. Uh, Christ reigns in your heart, and the light that is in you is life, eternal life, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 1, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Inside me is a life that nobody can take away. Even at death, I still have life. For Christ conquered death uh, for me in my place. We have nothing to fear. Our greatest enemy was conquered, amen, last week. At that time, the great time, Resurrection Sunday, when Christ rose from the dead, proven that he is God and proven he has life to give to all those who put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. I want you to focus on this word right here, shall. Shall is an absolute that doesn't leave room uh, for anything other than what it's saying. Man shall not live. You are not going to be able to live uh, on just your flesh and just your thoughts and just your strength. The bread of this world is us, is our flesh. You cannot live according to your flesh. It won't work out. Man shall not live by bread alone. God is not telling you it's impossible. He's telling you it's not going to happen. You shall not live. It's a decree, a commandment that God has ordained that you will not have a, an abundant life if you live in the flesh. It doesn't matter how wise you are. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how many resources you have. God has put out a decree that it will not work. Why? Because he wants all men to see how great a salvation that is in Christ Jesus. The only salvation that is through Christ Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 
Man shall not live by bread alone. You shall not live. It is impossible because God had decreed it. Just as he set the bounds uh, for the water and the oceans not to pass the land, and sometimes we see a little bit, but then what happens? They go back. They are put in their place for God to remind us that there's a decree that has gone out that those waters shall not pass. They are where they're at. And we shall not live by our flesh. If you want to have a life, you will not be able to live in your flesh. If you are struggling and uh, dabbing into sin, you will not have life. The Bible says, he that loveth pleasure shall be poor. Poor in spirit, poor in, uh, in your mind, poor in your strength, poor in every area. If you give yourself over to these things, we cannot live in the flesh. God hath made us a living soul by his word. And when we got saved, our spirit was made alive. And we must be led by the spirit of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I like that word, every word. Every word. That's why we stand firm, firm on the King James Bible. Why? Because every word. There are some words in here that sometimes I don't even like reading, but I'm reminded that every word of God is pure and right. And as I grow as a pastor, I want to start preaching every word, every word, and not be ashamed of any word in the word of God. Every word of God is pure. Every word. And there's times we don't understand why, because we live in the flesh. But this word is a spiritual book given uh, from heaven, not written by any man. That man's signature does not exist in this book. If it did, it would have man's presence and man's signature on it. But everywhere you read in the word of God, it has the signature of God himself. And if you don't know what I mean, you need to Dig into God's word. Dive into God's word. And you will see that this is a supernatural, eternal book. And man has no part or place in this book at all whatsoever. But it was given by God Almighty himself to mankind for us to know the Savior, for us to know of salvation, for us to know the Father, for us to know uh, our place as his creation and be able to uh, have faith in the only one the only one, the God uh, that created this world, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Let's go there to Deuteronomy, where, this, uh, where the Lord was quoting this from. Deuteronomy chapter 8. The Lord was in that wilderness for 40 days. The children of Israel, when they were, went to spy out the land, the 12 spies, princes from every tribe, these were very well-to-do men. Ten brought back evil report, but two, Caleb and Joshua, had the faith uh, that God would see them through and God would conquer the enemies 
And it reminds me that the Lord Jesus Christ went to the wilderness for those 40 days to accomplish what should have been done at the first time. And you know, the Lord often makes up the slack in our lives. He's always there to fill in the strengths that we don't have. Mothers, if you're hurting this morning, the Lord is there to fill in the strength that you need. We need to learn to depend on our Savior. He's our Savior. When He saved us, He didn't stop at that point. That's where it all started. The moment of salvation, John 1.12 and as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You've received power to claim yourself as a child of God. And that's where life began. Life began at the time of salvation. Now you live that life and you grow and know the Savior. And never lose the uh, dependency that you need Jesus Christ yesterday, today, and forever, and especially more than ever you need him today. As this world gets more and more wicked, as temptations come more and more, the Bible says that because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold in these last days of sin and uh, perversion and everything all around us, and there is no hiding from it now. What was done in darkness now is done in light today. What was uh, forbidden to even talk about in public is broadcasted on children's television today to show us where uh, the world has their children at, their minds. Let's look in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, and we're going to go there a little bit as well. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness, to humble thee, to prove thee, and to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or no. And that's a long time, amen? That's a long You say, man, why was God so harsh to do that, to lead them forty years Forty years to humble them? Have we learned yet? Have we learned to trust God? How long has it been? Are you still doubting that God provides? Are you still messing around with the same sins after how many years? We're no different. And I don't even know if they've learned after 40 years, but God just took those 40 years. And that's why I believe Jesus went in that wilderness for 40 days uh, to show us, you guys don't got it, but I got it for you, amen? amen? That's a beautiful Savior right there. He went the extra mile, not just to save our soul, but to make us whole, praise God. He's always there for us. The Bible says in verse 3, And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger. It means he allowed them to hunger. And he fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. We have an amazing God who has never left 
mankind without his presence, without his word. From the beginning to the very end, God loves every human that was ever born. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Say, does God just love the good? There is no good. God just loves the evil, amen? Because we're all evil. That's it. God doesn't just love good people. There's no such thing. God only loves bad people. Let's just put it that way. That's how God looks at us. All of our righteousness is as filthy rags, the Bible says. And that's how much he loves us. Let's go over to chapter 7 of Deuteronomy, verse 26. When will we learn? We need to protect what God has given us. We need to get a new desire uh, for the word of God. If you're saved today, you need the Lord in your life more than ever. As the last, as we are in the last days, even the world admits that we are in biblical proportion, biblical times. They know something's changing, and we can see prophecy being fulfilled and coming to pass. <coughs> Excuse me. The Bible says in verse 26, Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. But thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. God says, be careful what you allow into your home. For the very thing you allow into your home, you will become it. You allow the wrong movies, you will become what spirit those movies are of. You say, it's just a movie. No, it's not. Why, are, why do you have the desire to watch those things? The tempter is already coming and is pulling you in and is trying to disturb the spirit of God that is uh, leading and guiding you unto life. And he'll block out the word of God in your life so that you won't have a life to live. He'll trap you into a uh, life of pleasure, a life of perversion, a life of uh, bearing no fruit for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. God says here, be careful what you bring into your house. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you allow into your home. Lest thou be a cursed thing like it. The very things, now you have a visible spirit, and then you have an underlying spirit. A spirit that comes up. Maybe you're able to hide it very well. But when somebody pokes you the wrong way, what happens? You're not of the spirit of God. We are all spiritual beings that need to be led by the spirit of God. And by his spirit, we bear the fruits of the spirit. Love and joy and peace. So on. And if we want to live and live and have those fruits... It's no good for us to be eating uh, the wrong fruits, fruits of corruption. 
But to live, you need to eat right, the right spiritual things. And the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone. It's not going to work out. You will not have life if you live in the flesh. For if you sow to the flesh of the flesh, you will, you shall reap corruption. The very things you watch, the very things you listen to, everything that uh, God gave us, the portals that enter into our heart, the eye gate, the ear gate, mouth, touch, where you go, affect your heart. Thine eyes affect thy heart. And you will become what you allow in your life. Whether it be outright, on the outward, or it creates an underlying spirit about you where everything may appear okay, but there's something off. It's not pure. God wants to purify us. He sends trials to purify us. Of course, all trials are not uh, for that purpose. But through trials, it does purify us. And we all go through things. 1 Peter 1.7 says that the trial of our faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory, the appearing of Jesus Christ. Trials will refine you and purify you and make of you something greater for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we all go through trials, but how you go through them will interpret how you come out. Either way, you have to go through. Will you go through with faith? Or will you go through with fear? Will you go through and allow yourself to be thinned out and run down and, and uh, without strength? Or will you depend on Christ to get you through? For in your weakness, then you are made strong, the Bible says. Neither shalt thou bring an abomination to thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing. Also your children will be accursed. What the parents do carries over. It is up to the parents to protect the kids uh, and what they have in their home. The devil wants your children. Don't hand them off to the devil. It is the parents' job, not the schools, not the hospitals, not the government, not anybody else, not even this church. It is the parents' job, not the iPads, not the phones, not the cartoons and all that. It is the parents' job to teach the kids. It is the parents' job to protect the kids. Isn't that God's job? No, God says he wants you to do it. It's your responsibility. You need to protect your home. Women, protect your home. If you're a wife today, don't.
be scared. Make sure your husband is bringing in the right stuff. Amen? Get the broom ready. If you don't like what's coming in, you whack them good. I give you permission. Men, are, uh, men can take a hit on the head, especially with the broom from a woman. All right, so you give them a good hit if you don't like something that's coming into your home. And by the grace of God, you, you uh, make sure that what's in your home is godly. Don't be afraid, don't be fearful to make dramatic changes for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest kings of Israel did greatest changes for the nation. They tore down the altars of Baal and they tore down the groves and they all the images and they cleaned out the land. And then was God able to bless because they cleaned out what was against God and it allowed God's blessings to come in. How can God bless us when our rooms are filled with garbage. First, we must clean house, and then God can bring in what he wants. Keep your lives clean. Keep your homes clean. Keep your hearts clean. The word of God works on our heart. Thank God for his word. If you depend on uh, listen, I know it's easier in our flesh. It always amazes me. I can sit down and read this Bible for a minute, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm done. But then I can watch a documentary about the Bible for three hours. Right? It's easy. It's easy to please the flesh, and we think it's good. But why is it so hard to read this book? Because this book is not of our flesh. It's a spiritual book. And we do not want to walk in the spirit. Our flesh is stubborn. It's resistant. And our flesh works against the spirit and our spirit against the flesh. But anyone who starts walking in the spirit of God, watch out devil, watch out hell. Souls will start getting saved. Lives will start getting changed. We'll see a people that rises up blessed and ready to serve the living, true God. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We must be careful of what we allow in our life. What we allow in our life will interpret who we are. Maybe not on the outside, but certainly on the inside. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, we're going to close with this. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 3, the Bible says, This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun, that there is one event unto all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil. That's true. My heart is definitely full of evil. Mine. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Thank God. I, can, I was uh, talking uh, 
with uh, Brother Justin the other day, and I was telling him the, the, just the things that God has been showing me, and I'll name some of them. Jealousy. Me. So jealous. I had so much jealousy. You say, well, that's terrible. You shouldn't even be a pastor. I know. I am messed up evil man. Uh, thou art the man, yes. Uh, but I, I love it when, I don't like it right away, no. But it's, it's great when God does a work in you. Because you don't, the very things you hold on to are the very things often that's destroying you. And if you don't allow God to get those things out, you know how he gets them out is by his word. The word of God is searches the true intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. You need this book to interpret who you are. And then God will help you become who he's created you to be. Without this book in your life, you will always be less than what God intended for you to be. There is nothing else that can take place of this. You must set your eyes and heart on every word of this book and allow yourself to be ready, to be changed by God himself, the maker, the one who holds the clay as the potter, your founder, the one who fashioned every cell and fearfully and wonderfully made you in the womb. The Bible says our heart is full of evil and madness is in their heart while they live. That's true. I remember God showed me how prideful I was. It, the, listen, God showed me this. It doesn't mean it's automatically gone. This is who I am. I'm jealous. I'm proud. And I could start naming more and more and more. I said, wow, you're really messed up. Yeah. But I got, I got medicine. This is like uh, 50 pills a day type. This one's for my pride. I'll read this for my uh, diabetes, spiritual diabetes. I'll read, you know, this is all the medicine I have right here. Verse 4 says, For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. There is hope. It reminded me of church. Who you associate yourself with. You know, if you, I'm not in the uh, media world and all that. The more I watch, the more I don't want to be. I never wanted to be anyway, but I don't need to tell anybody. Everybody knows. It can be a, some things could be a blessing. Oftentimes, though, it could be a curse to you, according to what you get into. And just be careful out there. Bible says, for to him that is joined to, the, to all the living, there is hope. Be careful who and where you put your uh, living at. 
who you connect yourself with. If you talk to miserable people, you're going to be miserable. If you talk to negative people, you're going to be negative. You talk to godly people. I don't even like to say that, really. But you talk to people who have a heart for the Lord, who want to serve God, guess what? You're going to wind up having that. It's going to inspire you. See, I'm not worthy to talk to those people. (laughs) They're not worthy to talk to you. You got a heart like that. That's you need to keep it like that. None of us are worthy. We're all sinners saved by grace. The only one who's worthy is Christ. Who looked down and was in that wilderness for 40 days. Why? So that he can understand every step of our travel through these through this wilderness of life. And so that we don't have to suffer as he did. Why suffer anymore? Man shall not live by bread alone. We got the commandment. If you want to have a life that's worth living, you must. You must live it by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you want to have a life worth living, you must live it with the living. Here at Gospel Life Baptist Church, people who have a heart for God, if you want to have a life worth living, you must live it for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or would you say, well, I'm in the wilderness. I still have a long way to go. You don't have to, you don't have to live like that. I got to work on something. You don't have to live like that. Christ suffered for you. And because he suffered, we don't have to. Christ bore it for you. And because he bore it for us, the Bible says we can cast our cares upon him for he careth for us. Don't let the tempter tell you that you're no good that you messed up. I already know those things. Yeah, I'm no good, and I messed up, yeah. But I got somebody who didn't, and that's my Savior. That's who I'm counting on today. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, Lord, I just want to take this time and thank you, first of all, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for being with us through the trials, the tribulation. Thank you for allowing those things to help purify us. Thank you for walking through the fire with us, oh God, every step of the way. Father, there's no one that better understands us than you. I pray, oh God, that you will help us all to set our eyes, the eyes of our heart, on the Lord Jesus Christ. May we keep our eyes on the cross and never take them off. Father, as you saved our soul, I pray, oh God, that you'll keep pulling us in by the grace of God and helping us along this way, realizing that the tempter will always be there, realizing that the Lord Jesus Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. I pray, Lord, that you'll be with us now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Let's all stand. And if God's spoken to your heart, would you come down and pray? Ask God to help you, give you the grace 
to get into the Word of God, to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Maybe you're here today and you need to take a step of faith. Maybe you've never been baptized. Maybe you're here today and you've never been saved. You've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That'll be the first step. Let that be today. Come on down. We'll take somebody to show you from the Word of God how you could be saved. Amen. People are praying. Ask God to do something great with you. You say, I, I sinned too much. I messed up too much. Forget it. Forget it. God has forgotten it. Start over new. Confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Don't let the devil remind you anymore. Walk up. You're healed. Be clean and walk with the Savior. Take up thy bed and walk. And be a testimony and a light for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need a second chance. He's got it for you. A third chance, a fourth chance. Seven times 70, he says, I'll keep giving you chances. What great opportunities we have here. Now, all God's people can do some great things for the honor and glory of the Lord. Don't let the devil prohibit you. Don't let him stop it. He'll try. Anyone who moves for God, there's going to be some heat. There will be some friction. There's going to be a fire against you. What greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? The Lord will be with you every step of the way. May we see some great Christians rise up in these last days to do some mighty works for our Savior. Rise up, O Christian. Rise up. Rise up and proclaim the liberty that you have found in Christ, that you may set the captives free, that you may tell the blind that they can receive their sight, the lame that they can walk. Rise up, O Christian, and may you tell everyone that Jesus Christ has set you free. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you, O God, You've done too many, too many great things for us, oh God. How can we even ask for anything else? I do pray, Lord, though, that you help us. Father, give us strength. Lord, the potential that is in this church, the people here, Father, they're so talented. They're so strong. Lord, I pray that you'll show them how amazing they are, how you created them. Lord, that you'll show them the potential they have, that they can do some great things for you, despite of age, despite of health, despite of anything, despite of the past. Lord, what is the future? Show them, oh God. Call them. Pull on their heart. Do whatever it takes to prompt them and get them moving for you and myself also. Thank you for this church. I love it. I love the people here. I think this is... the the best church on this earth, Lord. Everybody here is so amazing, always smiling, excited, and happy to come into the house of God. Lord, I pray you bless and protect them. Lord, the, the devil, he's always tempting. Lord, I pray you'd uh, rebuke that devil. Keep us from temptation that we may get some strength. 
Give us grace to read your word. Give us a love for your word. Lord, as we have an appetite in our flesh, give us an appetite spiritually for your word. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you all. Try to come out Wednesday night. We have split sessions. We have women uh, sessions downstairs and men's sessions up here. Uh, if you would like to come out Wednesday night at 7. And also we have uh, our fellowship Wednesday night. Okay, amen. And if you are going to the Sight and Sound trip, please, the money is due for the tickets. Please see Miss Dana. God bless you. Huh?